Ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome you to a very special podcast uh, from our Startup World Cup and Summit series. This time we'll talk about art and about stories in art and about technologies in art. I know that this podcast is a little bit different from what you're used to, because usually we have founders, we have stories of entrepreneurs, but this time we'll touch topics that are somehow related to entrepreneurship, although they're also related to beauty that can be subjective, obviously. But maybe within these COVID times, it's really important to talk about beauty as well. And as you might know, soon uh, all the galleries will open and so you can go and browse the art that is inside. That's why I'm glad that my invitation was accepted by a general director of National Gallery Prague. I was hoping to do that good. Uh, uh, Alicia Knast. Hello. Hello. Thank you very much for accepting the invitation. And Jiří Lauterkrantz, who's a co-founder of a Czech startup uh, called Inside Art, that is merging these two worlds of technology and art. Uh, Irko, thank you very much for accepting the invitation. Hello. And welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, Irka is also an art researcher. Uh, he has done a lot of art research with, uh, with sort of a big bang within our press thanks to also inside our technology, but we'll touch these topics later. First, I, I would like you to guys to sort of do the little um, pathway towards the art that was paved in your life. So let's start with Alicia, if we can. The in institutional part of it is probably not that interesting to the listener. To all the listeners, uh, but I think the private probably is individual is probably more. Mm -hmm. um, uh, people are usually very curious why, how come a lady from Poland um, trained as a musicologist is ended up as a <laughs> general director of National Gallery in Prague. It really looks like. Uh, and I like, didn't ask the question. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> a person from Mars. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, <clears throat> it is. Um, it has to do with the um, first with the idea that uh, if you hate school. If you really uh, want to learn about the world in your pace, in, in on your terms, mm -hmm. then you are exploring and you're trying to find uh, the proper um, platform to do it. Mm -hmm. And um, then if you find the platform, then you are enjoying it and enjoying it and enjoying it. And then you end up in in gallery. Uh, to me, it was um, it was um, actually a dream of mine because I I'm more kind of practical person and I was brought up by by parents in a way that there was no uh, girls type mm -hmm. activities and boys type activities. There was activities. Mm -hmm. Therefore, uh, I, I kind of, um, I didn't mind to be, you know, person really fixing the, the, the fans or doing things around the house. So, mm -hmm. so to me, the musical instruments were really excellent uh, epitome of music. I mean, they embodied the, what is physical and what is uh, artistic and, mm -hmm. I kept asking myself, how come the you know inst instrument makers end up with this shape and with this form, and why it sounds this way, and why we are attracted to this sound and the particular timbre? So, so that was that led me to the dream of being uh, uh, employed at the Museum of Musical Instruments. And you know, long story short, I worked there, mm -hmm. and um, and then uh, of course uh, I did have my into was nineties and. And uh, in Poland back then, it was really terribly difficult to uh, really be anywhere. 
we didn't have, you know, money for, you know, paper for the copy machine. And it was really, uh, really awful to work. We we couldn't do anything because there was really no money for for anything. Especially art, right? Especially art and the institutions were underfunded. Culture are usually, or is usually coming the last, which is sad. Exactly. And it was 90s, you know, in, Mm -hmm. in, um, in, Czech Republic and in Poland, it was really mm. difficult to do do whatever. So a person like myself, looking, seeing that there is something going on in Western Europe, uh, mm. and then when we joined, when we joined um, European Union, it was uh, was clear to me that I have to leave, I have to explore, I have to do something. So I, of course I went, mm-hmm. and then um, there was a one moment when <clears throat> I lived in UK when one lady said to me um, from Poland, she said. Um, Monika Strugawa, she's um, she's um, well, her husband, very melloman and mm-hmm. and um, fascinating with music. She said, "Well, you have to ha- come back to Poland. You have to give back what you were given." So mm-hmm. then I came and I began my career as a curator in Chopin Museum and then manager of the this big capital project. And then th- this story is um, it goes on and on. That was two thousand eight. But it, to me, uh, it is a choice. It's a matter of choice. I remember. Um, one day, one day when when um, I had to I had to um, decide whether I'm going to go for one of my jobs and to decide and to confirm, mm-hmm. I was offered one um, post from the company in UK, really very well paid, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and then I had to take decision within like two hours whether am I choosing the you know lucrative job or am I choosing the, to be director of Salesian Museum in Katowice and well. Where we are, where we are, I, I decided not to go for the for the um, corporate job, uh, but that's a matter of I think uh, mm-hmm. personal choice, and uh, I don't regret it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, thank you very much for an inspiring story. I think the values are, and even to our listeners, are not usually that the money comes necessarily first. So, therefore, the choice is wise and. And I'm glad that, you know, people are taking the different paths, uh, not, not only entrepreneurship, but we'll also touch the topic of entrepreneurship without, within the institution. Uh, Irko, can you, can you sort of like do us a light speed way of, uh, how did you end up in art and, yeah. and tell me also, because I've seen it in your studio, you can also paint quite skillfully, right? You can, you can basically <laughs> yeah, copycat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, there's a story Things. about me because uh, I started like an artist uh, from my uh, high school years. Uh, I painted uh, modern art, uh, abstract art. Uh, mm-hmm. I also did some sculpturing and uh, street art too. So it's <laughs> a very different role. Um, if if you if you know the time restored right now, so <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of things. Uh, uh-huh. you know, also also made some songs so okay. <laughs> uh, i understand the art uh, like uh, music like uh, literature li- like uh, okay. uh, um, like um, painting whatever you can architecture I love art- architecture also i tried to be a designer too hmm. Hmm. Uh, but uh, during uh, my studies on academy of fine arts in prague i decided definitely that i'm a restorator that i i, I like to uh, to help uh, the art to, to to be still uh, mm. on the light. And uh, I found that I love also the physics uh, behind the art and, and chemistry and uh, everything. Okay. So it's a combination of art, of uh, restoration, 
uh, and uh, with the technology and and science. So it's okay. very important. Uh, it defined my personality, I think. So. Yeah, I, I do agree, and I have to tell the listeners that me and Tirka we have a working relationship uh, with an inside art company because um, Air Ventures, the fund I represent, we have invested into inside art. So only to clarify, mm-hmm. so there would not be any clash of interests yeah. that is really popular <laughs> yeah, yeah. within our geography. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, we, we will touch the topic of inside mm-hmm. art. Yeah. I, I, so inside uh, art was yeah. uh, just uh, just a natural way uh, uh, where, where to go because uh, yeah. if you if you connect uh, all these stuff together, hmm. so uh, and I, I knew the, some scientists, so my, my my friends uh, are physicists and, and chemists, hmm. so. Uh, we talk about the possibilities what we can do for, for this field. Then we found out fi- find out the uh, idea to, to make a company mm-hmm. uh, to build an inside art uh, mm-hmm. because we can use uh, their skills uh, for this project and my skills from, from uh, our art uh, art field. So I we connected everything together and, yeah. and build this company. So I remember the first pitch of yours when you were explaining why why it matters. Uh, mm-hmm. And I still remember that there were just terrible figures. How much art is being copycatted or, or just, you know, uh, faked basically. Yeah. And, uh, and how is the size of the market? And, and then when I dived in, I understood that this is too complex and, and the machine isn't enough to change it. Like yeah, yeah, people, yeah. they need to change it. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about, about, about copycat. And it's very important to say that it wasn't uh, the uh, first, uh, first uh, uh, idea why, why, why to do it. Uh, yeah. the, the f- everything was about the exciting uh, to connect these two worlds together. What about the uh, journey? Because right? there is a possibility, there right. is a, there is a perfect, uh, perfect uh, technology mm-hmm. my friends are using it and mm-hmm. uh, we need it in in this field and, and it, it was really exciting to clarify so, it but, to the uh, listeners yeah. it's, it's a space grade technology that is being mm. used by nasa uh, around mm. earth um and, and you measure particles with that yeah and through x-ray you generate particles and mm-hmm. with a sensor you catch them and by catching them you sort of detect the wavelength Mm-hmm. And you you sort of bring that into color, and by mm-hmm. bringing that into color, then you can sort of define what is the what is the composition of of the precise yeah. point of the art, and you can also do it in three D and zoom, which is crazy. It's like imagine an X ray; you can zoom in, and that and that helps you with a with a chemical composition of whatever part of the material that you yeah. are is in front you, of you. You already said it. <laughs> no, I mean, so, yeah. I, mean I, 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 I like that. <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> uh, just, just, in sh- just in short, uh, we started uh, during my PhD studies on Academy with uh, 2D uh, scanner uh, mm-hmm. based on the X-rays uh, with the particle detector. It, it, was, it was the holy grail of, mm-hmm. of, of the technology, it yeah. still is. Uh, but, uh, now after years, uh, we got the robotic 3D scanner, which is multimodal, uh, which combines other technologies together. And we try to have uh, one machinery for, uh, all, uh, possibilities uh, in uh, in the in the field of uh, analysis okay. uh, non-invasive analysis okay. because we are working with non-invasive technologies mm-hmm. so uh, 
Therefore, you help to preserve yeah, the art. Yeah, that yeah, is the, definitely. Which is and the, uh, make it easier yeah. for, for researchers uh, to, to get an information, all of information hmm. which is possible. So I'm wondering, Alicia, uh, how does the technology and art connect to you personally? Oh, very much so. Very okay. much so, and the, okay. the, especially the, the similar um, te technology, not actually the same, but similar one, really helped a lot to clarify a lot of other, uh, in, even in my recent uh -huh. experiences, because we did have a um, <clears throat> exhibition about the Ecole de Paris in, in Katowice, which was based uh, on um, uh, artworks from the private collectors. Okay. And uh, one um, son of one of the painters, uh, uh, Jacek Cibis uh, approached me and he said, well, one of uh, my father's paintings in the exhibition uh, is not is fake and okay. uh, you should apologize to us, to the family, because it's fake. And then I contacted oh, the collector okay. and the collector said, no, I'm absolutely sure that it's, uh, it's original. I just asked curators and the curator said, no, it's it's very likely that it's original. And, uh -huh. um, and we began to, to investigate and turned out, of course, that the base, uh, the base paint, uh, was, uh, synthetic and okay. we could do that, of course, through technology similar to, to yours. And mm -hmm. then it was clarified, uh, and, um, and, uh, I got a big, I took a big breath on myself because okay. without this technology, it would be probably guesswork because, uh, -huh. uh you know, um, to some extent, you know, uh, this, um, um, particular um, expertise of uh, trained eye is kind of, hmm. yes, we can rely on it, but we are not necessarily sure until the very end. But then <laughs> if we have technology, it's very, very, very helpful. Mm -hmm. But in area of paintings, it's just the, 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 the particles, the, the, of course, the spectrum, it's uh, being sent out uh, to the, to the device through the, the you know, technology. Mm -hmm. And we can see what is the chemical, chemical mm -hmm. composition, um, composition right. of all that. Um, but also, you know, the, the technology is at a kind of basic for, for musical instruments because mm -hmm. then we, for instance, uh, measure the, the width of the, of the grains of the okay. spruce, okay. Uh, spruce. So that is really basic for, uh, for some, uh, some artworks uh, painted uh, or framed or some consisting of, uh -huh. of, uh, boards of, of wood. And we know when the, 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 the wood was cut. Hmm. You know, that, it's kind of that kind of very simple technology, uh, which uh, which is simply you know um, based on data mm -hmm. amassed by the dendro dendrochronologists and used okay. it. So we we dendrochronology is really very simple. Well, you could mm -hmm. say analog, but then progressing mm -hmm. because we have of course better microscopes and okay. and uh, better databases. But without it, we wouldn't be able to survive. <laughs> and, you know, all those Stradivari instruments, all that bit of, you know, fraud, mm -hmm. which is oh. huge. I mean, we, we talk about mm. really a, a massive amount of money. That's it's true. only to, is now we can tackle that. We can challenge that uh -huh. only through technology. Okay. Because the trained eye mm. on that particular, uh, you know, level mm -hmm. is kind of, um, is left, um, you know, powerless because, okay. uh, because um, uh, the uh, the techniques to uh -huh. to make fake instruments or to to do fraud so, are so advanced. That's yeah. that was my question. It's, uh, yeah. it's like too, so these two fields are developing mm -hmm. together. Yes, yes, they are. And believe me, you mm -hmm. can you can even take the uh, the the wood which is old. 
Uh-huh. I mean, they, they uh-huh. take the old woodmaking instruments wood and, and okay. uh, you know from other instruments and okay. make the same with the with the paintings. You can you can you can make the base of the painting in a way that it looks really like old. I mean, you can dust it. You can you can put some pieces of, of dirt on the. On also, the, okay. the dendrochronology is really pre- precious technology, and uh, you can count with it. But also the. Uh, fakers can use the old piece okay. of the wood, so okay. to sort of mis- always mislead you. you yeah. think about this this possibility. So, how much art do you think, uh, looking at National Gallery Prague, like do you think that there is a, a small percentage of art that can be fake? That is to fake-ish? ask the curators to I mean, ask. I, I know I, it's hard. It is hard, but they are curators do have their doubts, and hmm. and hmm. usually we have the ethics that we if we have doubts then we put the question mark. Okay. So if okay. you see. That there is a uh, artwork which we are not sure, then we are putting a question mark. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, uh, because for instance, in um, National Gallery, there is four hundred thousand um, items put in the inventory, which means a lot of more because sometimes one inventory is a uh, wow. f- few pieces or a dozen of pieces or even more. And then, <clears throat> then those uh, those um, present this percentage uh, has to be reevaluated because mm-hmm. this technology your company mm-hmm. uh, started uh, not long time ago. But we would need to revisit many artworks again and again mm-hmm. because we don't have to do it. So, but, yeah, uh, if I can, you can uh, sometimes uh, there is no information you can bring bring on the light. Sometimes mm-hmm. <clears throat> the researchers uh, know everything about about uh, the. Con- Concrete piece, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, you you can develop modern high high tech technologies, but uh, you will not find some nothing else. Okay, know, because there is no no there is nothing to be found. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm wondering how how comes if the market is so massive as you Alicia just mentioned, it's it's I guess it's hundreds of billions of dollars worth of art that is being copycatted and, and faked. It's uh, tell me why it's so hard for a company to sort of penetrate that market. Because for example, for inside art, to sort of get into the lab um, in Louvre or wherever, you know, the, the prestigious labs, it's really hard to get there because the guys that are using the instruments, they're sort of also stuck in their own ways of thinking. And for example, because our technology is based mm-hmm. on X-ray, yeah, and therefore they're sort of benchmarking it as a, as an X-ray, but it is so much more. It is a CT, it is a yeah. 3D scanner, and it has so much more capabilities. But they still do want their X-ray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm wondering, like, why the rigid, why the rigidness in the industry when the problem is so massive? It, because the, those two words are separate. They are separate for a reason, as to avoid probably some conflict of interest. I mean, mm-hmm. the private market and the you know the uh, the acquisitions uh, to the to the galleries to okay. the museums and uh, this um, know-how is uh, sometimes not um, you know exchanged okay uh, and um, and that's one mm-hmm. thing another thing is that the the art uh, market uh, is is booming recently people mm-hmm. invest in art mm-hmm. and very often they they are uh, <laughs> kind of um, creating this market because they are not experienced okay. and they are getting this uh, fake, the, the industry of making fakes even more because they, uh, you know, it all looks, everything looks like it's valid and okay. uh, authentic, but then, you know, they, they, um, they, they trust the seller, but they, they uh, in, in some years they, they discover that they were actually 
um, you know, that there is fraud going on. So I think this is, has to do with the way people invest these days. Okay. Mm. Okay. And there, there is money. also a difference between, between the auction houses and between uh, institutions, you know. Okay. Uh, we, we talk a lot uh, with the Sotheby's and Christie's about the possibility they will use our technology. That is true. Uh, but they are not really interested to find that's something right? out. That, that's they, my they, question. They are just buy and sell, yeah. you know. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, this is nothing they against. need it like, like uh, yeah. uh, these technologies are proving that uh, it's original, but they, they are not interested that's, in the real that was That was my part of thinking because like, is really somebody really, really curious whether this is fake or not on the side of the auction house, uh, auction house, they have their percentage out of the, you know, business. So. There I mean, is a huge case uh, about the Salvatore Mundi, you know, mm -hmm. uh, we read every day about new story, how, how tell was us. it, but nobody, nobody knows. No, no, tell us the story because the listeners, no fame, they wouldn't but know. It's not original, mm -hmm. uh, Leonardo da Vinci, but uh, another day, uh, Louvre uh, came with, uh, with some story that they, they, are, they were proof uh, the, the authenticity. So, so it's story, uh, stories facing each other one story is about fakeness the other story is about authenticity yeah. and and there's like that's the question to me like if you have such a tremendous technology in your hand and it doesn't really matter whether it's inside art or something else and you have a lot of da data or data from from coming from the inspection but then there's obviously a trained eye as, as you alicia said there's a trained eye or trained brain who is probably calling the decisions right it's a as a in my head, I imagine the guy who has sort of a stamp, figuratively speaking, on on some author, for example. He, he's an expert in, on, that, on, on all the art pieces from the author. Therefore, he sort of owns that, you know, mm -hmm. this, yeah. this stamp, virtual it, it stamp. This all is about the uh, professional stamp and uh, mm -hmm. about the possibility of uh, change something uh, uh, if you are trustable you know mm -hmm. uh, because uh, we, we got a good technology okay. but uh, nobody knows who's acting with the technology who's operating the technology it must be that that's the reason why we would like to work with the institutions together mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. uh, it must be trustful okay. that we are not changing the setup you know okay, or, or something you, you have good technology but mm -hmm. uh important is the operator of the technology mm -hmm. and and the guy who, who's who is uh, reading the data and, mm -hmm. and the guy who says this data means this and not this you know? this is mm -hmm. detective against <laughs> yeah. rubber this is uh mm -hmm. anti-virus against a uh, virus creator and it is art faker against you guys yes so <laughs> it's interesting it, it's everything about if you look at this uh it is inside art uh activity or galleries it's about ethics just at the end of yeah, the day and that's important if there's none i mean it's just if, if you are not driven by it then you are you uh -huh. are in trouble because because you you have to really sometimes admit in front of the person like imagine i went to a lab and then the person running the lab said no this is fake i mean the, it has to tell me that i was wrong imagine the situation okay and he has to be ready to tell mm -hmm. me that that i have to now apologize mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it was not so original that we made a mistake so no one likes that and especially if someone is investing his own private money especially mm -hmm. earned uh, in a hard way uh, so i think this is um, a terribly terrible situation always from a psychological point of view so the ethics is the key component of it to of course the communi proper communication 
but also they just really not to um, mm. to bend those rules mm -hmm. too much. But I would say also that faking things is as old as the art itself. Definitely. And uh, <laughs> although we today think that uh, the, this is us greedy and you know trying to deceive people, no, uh, the reasons to fake art is it can be can be very decent. Okay. There is one. Um, there is uh, several instruments I was investigating myself, which were putting back the dating of the instruments. Uh, I'm sure not for the financial reason, but for the in good spirit, in good faith. Mm -hmm. that they are coming from that period because simply the detail was really um, kind of con conservative. So they were thinking, the makers were thinking that this is, they, that it should be dated back like 150 years earlier. So I think um, we have to keep that in mind that not necessarily greed is behind all those fakes. That, that is super interesting yeah, point. Uh, I'm wondering, Irko, because you had uh, a couple stories, you as a detective, using uh inside art as the you know yeah the research yeah. tool uh what art pieces did you discover were authentic and fake because uh there's van Gogh if i'm not mistaken mm -hmm. and there's also Raphael right mm -hmm. Raphael Santini so to tell me a little bit about these stories and then i would like to return to National Gallery Prague and touch about their art okay. pieces that they have currently and so these two pieces it was my big life luck so mm -hmm. uh, i'm very proud that i i had um, the possibility to work on it mm -hmm. but uh, there was uh, the army of the fakes definitely before this and it will be in the future too but uh, uh, i would like to say that uh, no all pieces which are not uh, which are not uh, originals uh, by some author mm -hmm. are fakes mm -hmm. because uh, too much paintings are uh, in some uh, in some air which are not possible to to, uh, to distinguish to to, to distinguish okay. uh, to press the dating okay. to press the author okay. because uh, in Czech Republic especially it was problem uh, with uh, uh, with the war and with the period mm -hmm. of communist mm -hmm. a lot of people uh, who had uh, co collections huge collections uh, needed to cover. Uh, our uh, pieces because uh, the communists uh, stole everything. So yeah, that is uh, true. Uh, and now we are in the position that uh, these pieces are, are hidden. The documentation is is hidden, lost ah, okay. definitely, okay. and we don't know who is the, the author. There is a lot of paintings which are genuine and beautiful, but there is no possibility to to take bring them uh, to the market because there are no da data. You know. Yeah, the, this so, the story of Rafael Santini. It, it's a it's an art piece wanted by many dictators. I yeah, think. yeah. But the Rafael is different story. Also, also with Van Gogh. Uh, uh, this Rafael, it, it is a very interesting story because uh, in the decades uh, there is a lot of information about about this painting. Uh, we, we get a precise a line of the history from its origin. Okay. Uh, to, till these days. Okay. But there, there was uh, some black hole mm -hmm. uh, from 19th century when the, the uh, catalogization of, of the paintings uh, okay. be began uh, to be normal. You mm -hmm. know. Okay. But uh, this painting wasn't there in, in, in that time. What, what might be the reason? No, no, um, it, it was uh, in some private collection. It, it was forgotten. I, I don't know. There is okay. a lot, lot of possibilities. Okay. okay. We know exactly where the painting uh, was in, in, these, in these times. But uh, it was uh, so difficult uh, 
to to build the history line of this painting, mm-hmm. and uh, because you need to visit a lot of archives and, and talk uh, about the people all around the world, and it's mm-hmm. it's uh, so expensive. Okay, and it's okay. not really easy. And then uh, we 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 try to collect also the um, technological analysis because uh, during thirty years. Uh, there was a lot of analysis from around the world. Mm-hmm. All the experts uh, make some analysis on, on this painting, and it, it was some mashup of everything, and nobody knows what is true, what what, okay. <laughs> what, what is so lies. So, basically so uh, my task was uh, in first uh, to restore the painting. Okay. With uh, uh, international advisory board together with with the Italian's colleague, we mm-hmm. discuss everything about the restoration. Okay. It's really beautiful work, and then to uh, collect all the informations about about this painting and uh, try to find what is what is correct, uh, what is false, and uh, make some new analysis if it's important, hmm. uh, if it's possible, not non-invasive. What is the what is the difference between let's say this art piece being uh, an original and being a, a copy in terms of the value? Like, can you can you? Let's say uh, the, the, uh, in the first, there is no possibility. It's it's a uh, it's a fake because I know. We, but we but get, like, this, this was only yeah. like a hypothetical situation, yeah, yeah. To sort of in light our. It could be a you know. copy uh, from from uh, the, the, the times. times. No, yeah, I, I, I understand yeah. that, but let, let's say. Mm-hmm. This is only a hypothesis. It's not a real situation. But let's say it, it, it's a fake. And I don't like to talking about the money, <laughs> money like in, in, in these cases. Okay. Uh, uh, it's just, hard to judge, um, right? It would be difficult the, from, to from say. From the comparison, okay. we know that Salvatore okay. Mundi was, was sold uh, $470 million dollars, okay. uh, five years ago, something mm-hmm. like, okay. something like uh, this. So and we are talking about, about the same ages and okay. same capacity of the okay. authors. Okay. I, I wanted to it. sort of yeah. listeners yeah. that they do have uh, mm. an idea yeah. of the value that we are Fraction. talking about. Yeah. about yeah. Yeah. Fraction. If you talk about back then or today. Mm-hmm. And back yeah. then, yeah. Okay. probably similar. Mm-hmm. Today, fraction. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it's so. a it's okay. a it's a unicorn uh, art piece, basically. Yeah, yeah, it is. Which is yeah, it's a, interesting. Uh, also, the Italian colleagues uh, call this painting Prague Madonna right now, mm-hmm. and, and they are writing some papers about this uh, because of with, the with this uh, with this name. So it's <laughs> a very pressure f- for me. Okay. But, uh, uh, we, we could work on it and, and be part of this story. So. so. Alicia, tell me how many, or me as, as a as a visitor of the National Gallery Prague, I arrive and let's say I would like to dig deeper within the history lines of art pieces. How how do you suggest me to do that? Oh well, that is a very important question. First of all, we have to um, at the gallery and in many other places we have to really pr- present you the data we've got inside of the institution in a form you can use it. So I ask which basically. Is, yes, I mean you have okay. to ask uh, your curators and collection okay. about the provenance and or, or origins and or the basis of that. Some some uh, in, in case of the National Gallery, of course, there is a tradition, a long tradition, mm-hmm. but we don't have it in digital form yet in a okay. way that we can give it access. What we've got, you see, mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. the rest is now under a big uh, sort of uh, pro- project of uh, 
of um, we call it digitization transformation yeah. project, which uh, we have to do b- before we are going to mm-hmm. uh, move uh, out of Velodrzyn Palace in order to move some of the collection to the Inonitsa. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of big, big investment plan. We are it's ahead of us and in the next, I think, 10, 12 years it's ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what is what is really the key is the curiosity for uh, people who invest in 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 uh, in artworks and uh, yes talking to curators reading uh and being uh, maybe not necessarily reading all the books about fraud that's not mm-hmm. to buy any artworks mm-hmm. but i would say the the for, for people who really want to be sure just buy from the artists alive mm-hmm. which are alive and mm-hmm. that yeah. is the, the safest <laughs> bet that okay. would be my <laughs> advice uh, for people where to start how to do the yeah, research okay. Buy from them, support them. They need mm. your help uh, the today, heart. the young ones, and then try to see true. what you, what your heart is, you know, relating to. Mm. to try to, uh, to to see what uh, what you can imagine having uh-huh. in your household, mm. and, uh-huh. uh, and meet the artists. I mean, they are they have interesting stories. That would be something I really would. My encourage. friends uh, usually ask me if this is good uh, investition, this uh, author, but I say yeah. if you like it, <laughs> exactly. you know. Now, there, there is an exhibition. The, yeah. the artist. It's not uh, much important li- uh, as uh, uh-huh. if, if you like the, this concrete, uh, this piece. So, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. You, you, you know, have to fall in love with the piece. Mm-hmm. I, I think that makes sense. Uh, so now I'm imagining myself being the visitor, uh, being a curious visitor. So I suggest you, curious vis- visitors or future curious visitors, do your own little study about the pieces you like. Because that sort of brings a new dimension to it. Because my previous visits into galleries were usually I was only judging the art by looking at it and by the impression that is making it Mm -hmm. on my psyche, which is obviously an important and vital part. But there is a super interesting detective story behind the older ones, which is very tempting. I I am going to revisit National Gallery very soon, as soon as you guys. Exactly, you should visit because we have an exhibition for you. Okay. It's called Falza, Falza, Falza. Also, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is exactly this exhibition we talk about. And it's a nice collaborative between chemical lab, conservators, okay. curators across the board. Uh-huh. And uh, I think uh, it is also will help you to train your eye. Okay. And uh, it will be very interactive. And uh, I myself look forward to that. And uh, I think that would be really helpful to understand what we do behind the scene. Why so long and why it is so expensive? What we do. <laughs> yeah. uh, when when do you uh, plan to start with the exhibition? This exhibition will take place in November. In November. Okay. And uh, watch the space. I think uh, it will be absolutely fantastic. And um, I think we, we all we all of us we look forward to that. And um, and I think uh, you know um, collectors to be. Mm-hmm. As well as uh, current collectors should join us because we have plenty of uh, uh, of online activities related to those issues and okay. um, and uh, the, the the our researchers um, which usually are really behind the scene and and we also myself included would like to acknowledge the hard work on mm-hmm. on the um, uh, artworks at the gallery. They will be presenting their achievements and uh, I think that's really. Excellent opportunity. Um, yes, they, uh, the exhibitions take which take place. Imagine every exhibition which takes place in galleries and museums. Uh, behind that, there is a usually army of people um, doing research about mm-hmm. it, or mm-hmm. throughout a throughout time and also currently. So, 
I think uh, that is worth uh, worth mentioning here. And of course, there is a well-equipped uh, lab at the National Gallery. Mm-hmm. We are trying to invest as much as we can and can, mm-hmm. yeah, can afford mm-hmm. with the the state of the art microscopes and with, you know different additions and mm-hmm. as really to make the 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 the, the, the um, kind of work of the of the. Um, uh, restorators um, as mm-hmm. easy as possible, but also to really make them, you know, give them the the tools to to do okay. their work the best they can. Also, they they do a lot of preventive conservation. So they, uh, what it means, it is not like to conserve everything into the shiny state. It's a lot about uh, a lot about um, kind of conservative. Um, it's about preventive conservation, okay. which means that really. Keep to it authentic, see, right? Keep or... it keep it uh, in a way that you know the mm-hmm. next generations will see what is what's going on. So the, those paradigms are in conservation mm-hmm. are changing, mm-hmm. and uh, we now know that it's much much better to to make this art piece sustainable for also for the next generation. For the means maybe they will have better devices than we put. Okay. I don't know, but also just uh, kind of I think. Um, it's kind of respect towards the artworks mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, also. T- Towards the you know sometimes generations of conservation conservators they 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 could have their input sometimes we disagree with them sometimes we are angry mm. at them why they did this to this art piece yeah so, and and but, we say well you that was stupid what was mm, that but yeah. I, I, here you are. there are some differences between the restoration and conservation um, if you imagine if you uh, if you uh, conservate some architecture the architecture which you need to use in the future exactly. mm. you know there, okay. there is a Okay. Uh, better to use a, a restoration because mm-hmm. you, you you need to uh, fill it with something more, something more which will uh, which will uh, be able yeah. to continue the usefulness of, of the interpretation. I guess yes. Yes. So sometimes it's also necessary to use restoration okay. uh, in in the art. I, I, well. Yes, but also um, in terms mm-hmm. of the you know learning about what mm-hmm. really happened, how the artists come up with that idea. Very often the the practice of copying takes place uh, then you understand yes then but then there is again ethics mm-hmm. every person who is copying an artwork knows mm-hmm. that he or she should not copy it one-to-one mm-hmm. uh, uh, always there has to be some the little versions yeah, uh, which during our studies in academy we need to uh, have uh, the bigger dim- dimensions of our desk or, or okay. canvases okay so then it would be you, you need to change something obvious even for yeah. an untrained yeah. Eye. Yeah. okay yeah. That, that is really interesting because uh, it's also part. sometimes a mistake because um, uh, no everything which uh, looks like a fake is fake it could be just a student's copy you know because yeah. there is a lot of copies. yeah <laughs> even the artists they had their own followers and yeah. their own exactly. students right yeah. in, in the past mm-hmm. even the big yeah. names and and sometimes yeah. even the pieces from the students mm. they have Im- mm. immense value exactly. today okay i think this was a perfect invitation for the end because this i wanted to do this podcast as a big invitation towards the national gallery prague and also to sort of bump into the technology world and how it connects uh yeah. with art so please uh after those challenging days of COVID, uh, you listeners uh, come up to National Gallery Prague. Please check the the exhibition in November uh, because this will sort of suit you in this detective uh, mood. Mood, yes. yes and not mm-hmm. only, I think uh, sitting on the Zoom calls and mm. uh, being really close to, in, uh, you know, with uh, loved ones, which are sometimes annoying you or I don't know, mm. and you need uh, to refresh. Might, 
refresh, but also mm-hmm. get inspired yeah. and see other people and Please see do how that. They, yes, because I feel that the mood, you know, after those challenging days, even within entrepreneurial bubble, let's yeah. say, is that it is just hard. You know, we we need yeah. we need to see the the light at the end of the tunnel and. And please let it not be the train. Exactly. <laughs> so, <Very nice>. so, <laughs> uh, so yeah. So this is my invitation and my. But but invitation will be especially now for the mm-hmm. exhibition to Twain about Twain. Okay. At Advashtinskaya Zdarna, simply because uh, one more. <laughs> simply because that that uh, she is an artist uh, which really um, first of all uh, is uh, very prolific. Second is mm. um, really when you you don't you know nothing about her and you just enter. And don't worry. I mean, you, you you immerse yourself in this immersive space, mm-hmm. and also you will see how you know the creative mind can fight against a closure. There mm-hmm. is a period in her life okay. when, when there was she was also constrained with the space, uh-huh. and uh, really try to yes, it's, sport is good. You know, the, the, the hanging out with friends is good, but really art art yes, is really is. excellent for soothing your uh, your 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 spirit and and trying to calm you down. Uh, I know that we have a lot of calm, but actually, actually, this uh, this particular um, creativity is really wonderful for okay. uh, for for this tiredness we've got for you know feeling depressed, feeling feeling um, unfortunate uh, or, you know, look at her and you see mm-hmm. how big is the human spirit. So that is our little gift to all of you. So uh, please do not forget that. Um, my name is Václav Pavlečka. I'm from Adventures and I, I was uh, trying to sort of uh, bring you through this podcast. Thank you very much, uh, guys, for accepting my invitation. I'm looking forward to see you again within let's say a year and we'll recap how the situation changed and what interesting stories do you have you detectives and art lovers and supporters thank you very much thank you for having us thank you for having me